You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. Hi, I'm Jennifer Wood. And I'm Jennifer Connor. From Equestrian Businesswomen, and you're listening to Equestrian B2B, the podcast that brings together industry leaders, entrepreneurs, and equestrians for conversations about how they build and sustain a successful business. On today's show, we're going to be speaking about the Equestrian Businesswomen Networking Brunch that we just hosted at WEF on March 26th. We had a branding and networking exercise facilitated by former podcast guest Lori Birnbach from episode 40, and our keynote speaker was Carol Cohn. Carol Cohn is internationally recognized for her work in social purpose and corporate social responsibility. Her latest company, Carol Cohn On Purpose, is her return to her entrepreneurial roots and life's passion to educate, inspire, and accelerate social purpose programs and impact for organizations and nonprofits around the globe. For more than 35 years, Carol has embraced a steadfast commitment to building lasting partnerships between companies, brands, and social issues for deep business and societal impact. She adamantly feels that today, companies and brands must have a deeper meaning beyond the bottom line. So our networking event was really a success, I would say. Um, We had a great turnout, a lot of really powerful women in the room, and I just Uh, I think that it really kind of set the stage for what we could potentially have coming down the line. And I think that WEF was amazing in helping us, all the ladies over there that helped get it going. And, you know, I really look forward to some future events. For sure. I think it was a good time. It was a great venue. We had a really incredible group of women show up that were really engaged and wanted to meet new people and um, network with each other and talk about things. And I thought both of our speakers were amazing and getting people um, really invested in what we were doing at the brunch. And I think we met all of our goals. Yeah, absolutely. I think starting off with um, Lori and doing the exercise where we uh, took, and it was actually something she had talked about in our podcast, right? Um, that she, you know, had everybody kind of think about what brand that they, who they were as a brand, like a famous brand and kind of who they identified with. And uh, I liked that we went around the room at the end and kind of got, um, Every some people who wanted to offer up what brand they identified with. And, you know, after that podcast, I had gone back and I actually did that little exercise. And I had come up with, and you know this, but I'll share mm-hmm. with our listeners that I had come up with that I'm like almond joy and mounds. And I think of that because it's uh, sometimes you feel like a nut and sometimes you don't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that I'm, you know, sweet, but chewy, but you can get me with or without the nuts and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, pretty dependable in quality. So um, <laughs> I think that that was a really fun part of it. And I liked how she segmented into using that for the networking portion. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great way for people to explain who they were and show their personality. And then after we had them fill out um, their form of of what 
brand represented them, then they had to go talk to five people who they were not sitting with at their table and get to know them and and share with each other. And then, so I thought it worked on both fronts, you know, getting you to think about brand and, and think about yourself and how you're represented, but also meet new people and talk with them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the toughest things about networking events is trying to get people to actually do the networking part of it. Mm-hmm. And this was a great way to get people to to get interested and do it. And then I think that um, going through and selecting the brands, I mean, that was so good in connection to what Carol came in and talked about. Right with the social purpose part of it. I mean, I think it kind of tied up everything and and was full circle. Right. You know, Carol gave an amazing speech, not only explaining social purpose and CSR, but really talking about who you are, um, you know, as a leader and who you are as a company and what you want to stand for. And I thought that tied in really well to a brand that represents you too. Um, the, the theme really came together with both speakers. And I think people really appreciated that. Um, and it gave them a lot to think about. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I liked one of the questions where somebody stood up and asked, you know, what if you have a, an unpopular um, idea that you want to stay connected to? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and Carol was very clear about, you know what, if that's what you feel passionate about, you stand by your conviction of it, you know? And I, I like that message mm-hmm. because, yeah. you know, the, that was a, that was a great question. And I think there's a lot of people who are, you know, you don't want to just, some people just don't want to connect to something that's, you know, the most popular thing. If they're really passionate about horse rescue, that's what they should stick to. Yeah. And I also loved, um, someone asked, you know, I'm a small company, I am not making $2 million or however many millions of dollars. How can I have a social purpose and what can I do to help besides giving dollars? And Carol had a fantastic answer of talking about all the different ways that you and your company can support um, what you stand for and be able to give back uh, outside of just giving money. You know, you can give your time, you can barter, you can, you know, show support for it in a lot of different ways. And I thought that was really helpful because, you know, a lot of her examples were Fortune 500 companies um, and what mm-hmm. they do and being able to transfer that to, I would say that um, probably every single no, not every single, probably 90% of the people who are at that brunch have companies that are not huge corporations. <laughs> right. You yeah. know, and yeah. that needed to translate into, you know, what you can do when you're smaller. Um, and I thought that really resonated with a lot of people. Well, you know, I've I've kind of heard that before, um, being sitting on the boards of a couple of nonprofits that I sit on. And, you know, a lot of people with a lot of money usually sit on boards because they they just pay 
to be right. there. They they can give their money. I am not in that situation. And most of what I offer to a nonprofit and being on the board is sweat equity. Yes. And, you know, I roll up my sleeves. I, I go and ride horses if I have to, or I show up at a camp and I give a talk or I, you mm. know, help do something with that. Um, when I'm in, you know, and I have to be physically involved and there's, you know, there are boards that are working boards where yeah. people have to put in the sweat equity to do it to make it sustainable if you don't have the funds to do it. So it was a really great point. And you're right, there most of our uh guests that were there, they they are in a similar situation where it's it's not that you can just hand over all of your money to, right. to do it. But I and and the other thing that I really liked that she was talking about is um how many companies are starting to really have a social purpose mm-hmm. and that's attractive to a lot of younger generations that right. people want to be connected with that. Well, and that's what she started out with was this is what your consumers are going to expect in the coming generations. And social purpose is not something that um, that you should do because it looks good it's something a you should do because you should be a good person and give back and yeah. you know support other things and b because your your clients your customers are going to expect it it's going to yeah. there's going to be a day where if you don't stand for something then people aren't going to buy your product or use your service yeah. Um, and you're in, and you're not going to be able to find employees either because that too, right? It's not just are, yeah. yeah. People want to work for a company that they know values something and values them and you know makes it a point to be a company that thinks about things other than the bottom line and making a profit. Yeah. Yeah, and I I think that that's going to be really important going forward. I mean, even in some of the more current marketing books that I've read, you know, they talk about the story and you know, creating your story and that's what people buy, are buying products off of. It's not so much advertising and and, you know, old school marketing. People are becoming connected to places because of the story that they're telling and that's a huge part of a story. Right. So I think it goes on more levels than just, um, you know, charity. It goes to your marketing and your sales as mm-hmm. well. For sure. Yeah, it's going to touch every part of your company. You know, whether you're making products that need to be better for the environment, that don't use as much water, that are sustainable, that are not, you know, fast fashion, that, um, you know, use questionable uh practices overseas and you know it's it's definitely come to a point where you have to think about how you not only how you're making something or how you're going to provide something um but from start to finish throughout the entire process of you know starting a company and getting your products made and selling them and how you're marketing them and, you know, everything, every part needs to be touched by this. Yeah. Well, I mean, even um, I loved her example with Aflac and Mm. I mean, I didn't even know that that was actually 
um, uh, going on, right? Yeah, I mean, me I, either. <laughs> so I think she brought a lot of awareness to that. But for our listeners, Aflac, um, you know, they have the duck and the duck is a funny symbol, but they wanted it to be connected to something. And it ends up that they have connected it to cancer in children and it becoming um, this type of technology where the duck can help the kids communicate and, you know, be there to help them feel good. And if you Google um, the Aflac duck, um, you can, you'll come across a video and it's the video that she showed us. And it's, it, it just really, goes to show you that yeah like they took this this gimmick that they had this duck and they realized that yeah it's great but you know what he can help us move the company forward for a mission Mm -hmm. yeah and you know just the sheer impact that they had was really moving and um And because of that, and, you know, because of how special it was and the impact that it had, I forget how many media hits she said that they got off of that, but it was pretty incredible. I mean, I think it was in the billions of the impressions um, that they received from, you know, the, the outreach campaign about it and how they were helping people. So, you know it's it's worth it to think about where you are as a company and what you stand for and you know having and not just doing it for the sake of getting good media impressions right, but the right. media impressions come because you're doing something good right and i mean sure in a way affleck offers a product but it's also like a service right mm. there it's an insurance service so this doesn't just apply to people who are making goods right you know if you're selling something it still applies if you're selling being a riding instructor it still applies Mm -hmm. for sure i think that this was a great way for us to get back into having events um you know we haven't been able to do anything in person since 2019 so this was a great first step in getting our feet wet and i think we set the bar pretty high for sure uh you know, we talked about it exceeding our expectations. Um, so like you said, it was really cool to be back in person. All of the feedback that we got from attendees was that it was so great to be able to talk with people again. And, um, you know, there's been plenty of events happening in the past year or so, but, you know, for us doing this as you know, kind of a a side thing in addition to all of the other work that we do and our full-time jobs, you know, managing a a major thing like a summit, it takes nine to 12 months of planning leading up to it. So that just hasn't been a possibility since COVID and and everything else happening in life. So, you know, I think we put this brunch together in six weeks. Yeah. Uh, so I was very, <laughs> very happy at the way it turned out, considering we kind of decided to do it a little last minute. So, um, you know, knowing that and knowing how well it turned out and how how well supported it was, I think we were pretty, um, we felt pretty sure that we could announce uh, future 
events that we want to have. Yeah. And I think the next one that we're going to end up being involved with is the Saratoga Horse Shows, the Women in Business Show, which is July 12th through the 16th. Mm-hmm. And we're going to work on a healthy, wealthy, and wise theme for that one. Yeah, which I think is really fun and be able to have different speakers and workshops and um, really, I hope, draw in a crowd of people who want to come and see the Saratoga Horse Shows. You know, it's going on the same time as the races uh, yep. in Saratoga and, um, and you know, be able hopefully to get the people showing at the horse show uh, involved as well. Um, I think that was kind of our main um, market last year was just people at the show. And it was the first time we did anything uh, with the team at Saratoga horse shows. And this year, I think we've, we know where things are and we can build on it for this year. I mean, just like Adele said, sometimes it takes like three years to get it going. So right, <laughs> I think we're, we're a little bit ahead of the game because I think we learned a lot last year. And now having this under our belt, I think we're, we're going to knock it out of the park for this year. Yeah. So I think everyone needs to make plans to come to Saratoga in the summer. Uh, Absolutely. It's an amazing <laughs> city to visit and there's lots to do. Um, and then our our third event for 2023 is a networking brunch on the West Coast. So we want to be able to reach those people who have expressed so much interest and definitely want to be involved, but it's a hike down to Florida uh, if you live on the West Coast. So we want to have something for them as well. And we'll be announcing more details on that uh, you know, in the coming month or so. But I think that'll be another great event to be able to talk to even more new people. Absolutely. So that's great for 2023. But I think that we've already kind of planned that we're going to do something back at WEF in 2024, a full-blown summit. We don't have the dates yet on that, but that is definitely something that we really want to do because it it just turned out so well. Yeah. Great to work with. Yeah. I think hosting it at Wellington International during the Winter Equestrian Festival, um, is a no-brainer. Uh, there's already so many people in the area in lots of different dis- disciplines. I mean, there's hunter-jumper, there's dressage, there's polo, there's racing. So, you know, everything that's happening in South Florida, and we're looking at in January, um, it, you know, there's, I think, lots of people who would want to come. And, and you know, when we had planned the summit in 2020 in Las Vegas, we, we were really bold and we wanted to do a lot of things. And I think Mm -hmm. we can take ideas from that and see what will fit going around this time. But, um, but for sure, you know, cocktail parties and speakers and panels and workshops, um, you know, really having a wide variety of things that can cater to different types of people and, you know, what you want to learn and what is important to you. Um, So I think anyone who has ideas or wants to contribute or wants to have their company be a partner, um, we're totally open at this point to, you know, just hearing from everyone. Um, 
So the if you want to reach out to us and and be a part of it, it's info at eqbusinesswomen.com. Just send us an email and we'd love to hear your ideas too. Yeah. And we're always open to people being guests on the podcast as well. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Tell us what your business is. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What have you learned? What can you, you know, help our listeners with? So um, you know, like we said, it's always for us about conversation and keeping keeping it going and being able to share more. Um so I think there's lots of people who would want to help us with that. I know today was kind of a short one, but we've got a lot going on, lots of travel. We're all over the country. So we're going to wrap up and say, if you want to find the links to today's episode and the show notes at www.eqbusinesswomen.com, Equestrian B2B is out twice a month on the 1st and the 15th. You can find out more at eqbusinesswomen.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Find Equestrian B2B wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to follow, subscribe, and leave a review. You can have all 20 plus shows of the Horse Radio Network with you wherever you go with their free app for iPhone and Android. Go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. Now go find your purpose. Oh,